This is AM Rush. I am your host, Alex Mitchell. Welcome, one and all, to the very first podcast by AM New York Metro. This is something we're very eager to get started on, and we're going to be talking about everything great going on in the city. We're going to be talking about hard news, headlines from the day from AM New York Metro. There's going to be a lot of food. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff. There's going to be sports. There's going to be everything going on in the city. I'm very excited to open up this inaugural AM Rush podcast. And again, I'm Alex Mitchell. Before we get into everything going on in the city and the world for that matter with coronavirus We owe a big thank you to our first responders, to hospital staff, personnel, nurses, doctors, everyone stepping up, everyone on the front lines that's really contributing and doing things that are beyond bravery right now. So from the Schneps Media family, from the city of New York, we owe you a big thank you. And I'm happy to say that is one of the first things I get to report on on air is what a brave job all of you are doing, and you're keeping us safe. And we're very, very grateful for that. So given the current set of circumstances, I'm actually doing this podcast from my home rather than our phenomenal studio in downtown Brooklyn. But as things change and hopefully in the near future things begin to return to normal, we're going to have guests on, we're going to have very very interesting features and things, but right now, we're going to keep this simple. Right now, we're going to talk about what is on everybody's mind, which is COVID-19 and what's going on there from the mayor, from the governor, everything going on, but also what we're going to discuss and what we're going to talk about are ways to handle it and ways to make being in quarantine not so bad. It's not an ideal situation, but of course we can do what we can to make it sustainable or better and have some fun and poke fun along what it's like to be confined to your apartment, your house, your home, wherever it is you are. And we'll have more on that in a little bit. But first, let's get into some AM New York Metro headlines from today. Friday, April 10th, New York City is going to start releasing new information on novel coronavirus patients next week. Starting on Monday, the mayor's office will begin publishing information about the number of people admitted to hospitals for suspected coronavirus, people admitted to ICU units that are suspected of coronavirus, and the percentage of people who tested positive for the disease. Mayor Bill de Blasio said that the data collected could help determine when and if the city will change its social distancing rules. And coronavirus is also having an effect on New York City rent prices. In Tribeca, one of Manhattan's most expensive areas, one-bedroom apartments without a doorman dropped by more than 16% in the past month. Over in Bay Ridge, two-bedroom apartments are dropping 6%. And studio apartments in Ridgewood, Queens, have dropped over 22%, the most dramatic drop in all the city. And one New York City congresswoman wants to forgive the student loans for healthcare workers that are on the front lines of coronavirus. 
Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney, who represents Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Queens' waterfronts, proposed the Student Debt Forgiveness for Frontline Healthcare Workers Act. And what that legislation plans on doing is eliminating graduate school debt for anyone that is providing direct patient care in response to coronavirus. Something else going on. This one in Manhattan. Members of the Lower East Side Partnership are raising donations to feed police and other first responders. They're going to try to give at least 100 first responders one meal a day for a month. They're already starting with an initial $5,000 donation, and they're setting aside a further $10,000 to try to match it dollar for dollar, and that's something feel good. And and at this time with everything going on, one thing to be said about New York is the resiliency of the people. And there's a lot of heart. There's a lot of courage in us New Yorkers. And I'm very proud to be here. We're we're all going to get through this together. Now, speaking of being together, although many of us can't actually be together, there are ways to stay connected with people And one of those ways is to challenge someone to binge watch a show with you. That's something that I had written about right when quarantine had began to to preface this. My real beat and my coverage is food and entertainment and lifestyle. Those are my, and some sports, I do sports too. Those are my areas of expertise, if you will. So... I, about two weeks ago, I compiled a list of some awesome things that are streaming on Netflix and Hulu that maybe are a little bit less known about. Or not less known, but they're, they're not exactly the, the go-tos. I'm not going to mention you know, Stranger Things, Parks and Rec, The Office, Family Guy, Breaking Bad, It's Always Sunny, Big Mouth, The Irishman, of course. I know you know about those. So I'm going to talk about some things that You might not know we're streaming, but they're really, really good. So we're going to start on Hulu. There is a phenomenal 10-part series called The Looming Tower. Now, that is a show where Jeff Daniels plays the head of the FBI in 1997 on the hunt for bin Laden. And it takes place up until 9-11 about what the FBI and the CIA had done to try to catch him. And it's... Very well done. It's very informative, and it really tells a tale of New York history. It is, if you have the time, again, seems like people do, I would check this out. Now, I said I wasn't going to mention Stranger Things, but I will mention something that inadvertently was a predecessor to it. About 10 years ago, J.J. Abrams and Steven Spielberg worked on a movie called Super 8, and this is... Small town in the 1980s, a government conspiracy and cover-up, and a monster. I'm going to leave it at that because I I want you to watch it. It It's a phenomenal film and has a lot of elements that Stranger Things also has. Very cool, very well done. Some other things to watch, Angelina Jolie's film Unbroken about Louis Zamperini during World War II overcoming 
brutal conditions in a Japanese prisoner of war camp. If you're a millennial like me, you might enjoy some throwbacks with Drake and Josh. Perhaps if you want something more government conspiracy-like, you have The X-Files. If you want to just feel good and, and cuddle up with something, if not someone, if you're not quarantined with a person of affection, there's When Harry Met Sally, which is the, a very feel-good film with Billy Crystal, Long Island guy, actually. There's a new show out on Hulu called Devs. Now, this has Nick Offerman in a role that's much different than he played as Ron Swanson in Parks and Recreation. Now, this, he plays a CEO of a quantum computing company who is accused of the disappearance of an employee with a lot of a lot of dirt and a lot of digging. I actually got to speak to Nick about this at the end of February and he was telling me how much he enjoys taking character acting roles and the genre doesn't matter for him as long as it's a well-written script. And also his character in this forest grows out a pretty eccentric beard. So it's a, it's a new look for him. And he also told me he prefers to have a beard. His wife prefers him to be shaven, but they shift on and off with that. Now, if you want some other stuff going to Netflix now, there's Jeopardy, which is one of the greatest game shows of our time with one of the greatest game show hosts of our time. And if you look at the story of Alex Trebek, a, a nod to hope, he Fighting off his cancer, he's done already. He's fought so hard and made it a year with his pancreatic cancer, which is something a vast majority of the population has not been able to do. And his optimism towards that is something we should all look for in a time like this. There are other great movies on Netflix. The Shawshank Redemption is also a story of, of brilliant patience in waiting 20 years for Andy Dufresne to escape, to escape prison for a crime he didn't commit. Uh, brilliant movie there. The Other Guys is a great New York buddy cop comedy. That one just makes me laugh whenever I see it. It's Will Ferrell. It's Mark Wahlberg. Actually, Samuel Jackson, The Rock, Michael Keaton. It's an all-star lineup of a cast and very funny. If you don't even watch the film, just humor me. Go online and watch Will Ferrell's Lion vs. Tuna monologue. I guarantee it'll brighten your day. There are other great films. You have the Batman trilogy. You have a new or somewhat new six-part series with Sasha Baron Cohen called The Spy, which is about an Israeli spy infiltrating Syria before the Six-Day War. That is very well done, very suspenseful. You, you really feel like you're in the moment there. Um, a New York icon of a film. You have uh, Goodfellas, which is just a great film, which is just a great film, like Jimmy Two Times would probably say. Uh, an interesting little tidbit about Goodfellas when they are sitting outside the diner right before robbing Idlewild Airport, better known now as JFK Airport, that diner is actually Jackson Hole next to LaGuardia Airport or a little bit down the road on Astoria Boulevard. I always found that a little fascinating that they filmed it north instead of south. Uh, another great show is Living With Yourself, which is where Paul Rudd, accidentally has himself cloned 
And the whole story is how he lives with an alternative version of himself, hence the title. And <laughs> Tom Brady, who's now on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, still weird to hear that, actually makes a, a pretty good cameo in the in the series. Uh, there's some other stuff you can't go wrong with Miracle, The Kaminsky Method, or a British comedy I'm a fan of called The Inbetweeners. And if you're a sports fan, I know it's been a little rough. I'm a sports fan too. I miss the heck out of sports. I, I really, really miss sports. And I'm sure you all do too. That's something we all have in common. But in the meantime, we wrote this at the end of the decade, but I think this is something that has or could really lift a lot of spirits now. And that is revisiting some of the greatest moments of our teams, of New York's teams, that have happened over the past 10 years. I'm going to start off with the New York football giants winning Super Bowl 46. That game was awesome. Not just to beat the Patriots once, but to beat them a second time with with a dramatic ending. Eli Manning's throw to Mario Manningham on the sideline. Ahmad Bradshaw accidentally scores a touchdown. They were trying to run the clock out, and he literally falls into the end zone instead of taking a knee. They stop the Bra- they stop Brady on a two minute drill. I almost said the Brady because. That's how much of a, a machine he was with two minutes, but not against the Giants. And there was another interesting part of not just that game, but that entire season was when they called up the defensive linebacker, Chase Blackburn. He had been working out with the team for seasons before, invited to camp, and he kept getting cut. And midseason, due to some injuries, he was called away from being a substitute teacher, actually, to come up and step up for the New York Giants. And he finally got his shot to play. Fast forward to the Super Bowl. He has a game-saving interception against Rob Gronkowski. And to me, that is just a story of perseverance and inspiration and... You know, in a way, it's kind of like a modern Rudy moment, only on a much bigger scale, with, which is, quite frankly, a more important play. That, to me, was awesome. Moving on to the New York Jets now, I would say their best game they've played this decade was also against the Patriots when they beat them up in the AFC Divisional game back in 2011 when uh, Mr. Butt Fumble himself, Mark Sanchez, actually led the Jets to a very exciting season with their final win being in Foxborough. That was a great game. That was something exciting. Switching over to baseball, which is supposed to be going on now, but again, things change. Don't worry. Sports are coming back. The Mets reaching the World Series, the only team to do so in this decade, back in 2015 after sweeping the Chicago Cubs. You know, that was a big feel-good moment in Queens. That really was an exciting series. Personally, I thought the way that they battled back against the Dodgers in the NLDS was something really, really cool, something really exciting, and just kind of a series made 
by the sports gods themselves, but also watching the Mets sweep and go to the World Series. Of course, that outcome wasn't so ideal for Mets fans, but still, you got to admire, you got to believe. Moving over, oh man, this, this headline gets me. Thumbs down in the Bronx for 2017. Knowing what we know now about the Houston Astros, there's little doubt in anyone's mind that not only should Aaron Judge have been the MVP that year, since it's now been all but proven, Jose Altuve knew what pitches were coming at him in such a tight race, but the argument should also be made that in a best-of-seven series, knowing that Houston was manipulating sign-stealing in a way that was not legal, to put it as politely as I can, the Yankees should have had home field advantage in a best-of-seven series. Now, bear in mind, that series against Houston, they won all three games at home. They demolished them at home. And I'm very confident to say that if the Yankees played that game seven at home, they would have, you know, Houston would have had a real problem. Nevertheless, we move on. Yankees fans are very excited to finally see Garrett Cole come through whenever that is. An exciting moment for Knicks fans, they haven't had too many of those, if I'm being honest, was when Melo dropped 62 points in the Garden. This came back in 2014 against the Charlotte Bobcats, talk about a throwback, when he put up and surpassed Kobe Bryant, he put up 62 points in MSG on 23 field goals with 13 rebounds, and he's the only person in NBA history to score over 60 points in a game while making more than one shot with under five seconds to play in a quarter, as he did in the first half. Now over to Brooklyn. When the Nets beat the Raptors 104-103 to to win Game 7 in the playoffs, back also in in 2014. Gosh, that was an exciting game. The Paul Pierce tip. And, oh, gosh. That was a great time to be a Nets fan. And hopefully when basketball resumes and when Kevin Durant is healthy again, I think that the Nets could be a powerhouse. But that's not up to me to decide. Let's let the facts speak. Also in 2014, that that was not such a bad year for sports in New York. When the Rangers finally make the Stanley Cup final, that was a very, very energetic year for New York Rangers hockey. And even though, again, like the Mets in 2015, it didn't end so ideally, that playoff run was something special. And that was... That was something that the Rangers faithful needed. And we'll see if they can finish the job now. There's a lot of questions about the future of goaltending, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Over to Brooklyn and Nassau County, because a little bit, they play both places. The New York Islanders, when they swept the flightless birds, better known as the Pittsburgh Penguins, in last year's Stanley Cup playoffs, that was the most confidence-bolstering moment I had ever seen in my lifetime. I'm only 24. I didn't get to live through the, the Stanley Cup years. 
That was such a great moment for, for the New York Islanders, for Long Island. Barry Trotz comes in. Tavares departed to Toronto. And it was like, we don't need you, pal. We can go out and win on our own. We can sweep Pittsburgh. You lost to them in six when you played them in 2013. Man, that was, that was quite a series. Of course, they got swept the next round, but it, was, it really was defeating the bane of the New York Islanders' existence for so many years. It really was... <laughs> that playoff series was like in Christmas Story when Ralphie beat up Scott Farkas. That's the best way to describe it. You punched the bully in the face who terrorized you for years and said, I'm not taking this anymore. So that was a truly tremendous feel-good moment for the New York Islanders who are anticipating a new arena at Belmont Park back in Nassau County on the border of Nassau and Queens, but Nassau nonetheless. Oh, man. I can't wait for sports to come back. But anyway, now to wrap up the very first AM Rush podcast, I want you all to tell me how you're handling the time in quarantine, what you're doing, how you're making the most of the situation. Tell us what you're seeing outside. Tell us what your routines are like. What are you doing just every day? Do you know anybody who is fighting off coronavirus, what the experience in the hospitals are like? Come talk to us. You people are our business. We are want to know what's going on. We want to be informative and we want to be the voice of New York. So keep listening to AM Rush. Again, I'm Alex Mitchell. Stay safe, New York. Please wash your hands and stay inside. 